Ladies and gentlemen, this is Best Foot Forward season. Don't know. I don't remember the beginning of season three. Yeah, I don't remember the scheme that we came up with to to organize our episodes anymore. No, I, this is definitely season three because it's a new we, year. It's a new. It's a new yeah. summer. We started. The first oh. one we started was a summer. Yes. You know? Okay. So this is season three, episode one. Yes. Okay. So welcome to the new season. You have endured two full. Semi-full seasons of Best Foot Forward with us. On and off. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're all here. We're all healthy. Yes. We are practicing social distancing responsibly. Yes. And we are here to talk to you today. Yes. Finally. (laughs) It's been been quite some time. You know, I think the last one we aired was January. Was it December? It was, I think we were... uh, December 27th, post-Christmas episode. Oh, it was a holiday special. That's right. We had a holiday special? (laughs) It's It's been too long. It has been. It too was the long. Uncrustable, the Uncrustables episode. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. gosh, and that was the divisive. people. <laughs> we never, oh. we never recorded again. Oh. So the people, to be clear, Do we have the, the people numbers? have voted, and they the, have decided that. Can we get the? I want. I want by a slim margin. Yeah. It may have been it by was one fi- vote. Fifty-two to forty-eight percent. That, but someone could have voted. Or did the poll close? There was no the voter close. fraud. It was. Oh, I, to I think my sister wanted that. It, go in there and then uh, I'm it was sure closed. that many people who, in the now. past who have wanted to vote have forgotten well, or had, did not have access to it on true. Twitter. It is an open platform. There were 31 total votes. So 16 voted yes, 15 voted no. The people have spoken. We operate by a majority here in America. We do. In certain institutions. I think people are wrong, yeah, but that is I, their choice. That's I okay. Didn't, people I didn't realize can be wrong. Uh, many subpar IQ people that were out there. Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. Well, I mean, if you think of, like, yours, like, if you think of, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. Good. You we, are smarter. You are smarter than at least half of the people probably in America. Uh, I would like be, to think so. It'd and be then, more than 52%. He well, <laughs> well no, I'm just saying in general, and then to think that, like, half of those people that are, you oh know, my like, God. you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're, mm-hmm. Mm. Especially in America. Well, what can we do? We can't can't go back and change the polls. Yeah. So Allison, you and I were on the same side of yeah, this debate, we were right? On the okay. Team, yes. So we're on yeah. the correct side. Okay. Yeah. So we can move on from that now that the people have voted and sided with the with the folks that were correct off the bat. You and Allison can move on. Me and Michael will. You can dwell on <laughs> it, but Allison and I have, have figured it out. And, and decided that ravioli apparently also has crust, but yeah. Nope. That is a separate discussion. <laughs> a separate discussion about the same thing. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, here we are. We've finished that debate, um, but we are in quarantine currently, and we can address that very briefly. But we have decided before the show that uh, no one really wants to hear about it anymore because that is literally the only thing anybody hear about anywhere ever now. Yes. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So you got. I've been home this whole time. Um. Not like not being away at school. So, you guys started coming home at different times. Yeah. Um, I think Br- Brian came home first. I think that's right, yeah. And then Brian went to, wanted to go back to get it again, but he couldn't get it, so he came <laughs> back after he got his stuff. And then Daniel came home next. And then Allison, stayed, you stayed out the rest of the semester. Yeah, I just got home. I came home... So what, so what was it like living out on the front lines of this invisible war? So, I would actually say it's the opposite. Colorado was a lot more relaxed than Illinois was. Illinois was a hot spot, like, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Colorado really wasn't. Um, 
It wasn't that different other than I couldn't actually physically go to school. I just did things online. But I would still go outside, go for hikes, go running, kind of typical weekend activities that I would do anyway. So it wasn't that different for me until I came home and realized it actually was had to wear masks and all that type of stuff. Didn't have to do that mm-hmm. at school. So. so, so you didn't, you weren't witness to the uh, the casualties and the horrors of war in Colorado. I was not. No. Okay, that's a good thing. Hmm. Brian, how about uh, how about Texas? You got out of there pretty early before it all. I did. So I came home. I think the date was March tenth. Around there. Um, and I was coming home for a spring break. This was like right before it really hit home in Illinois or the uh, United States. I think there was still like less than a thousand cases at that time. So I I was kind of, I kind of knew that like it was already in the United States. I was like, we just haven't caught on because I was like, it's everywhere else. It's definitely here, um, which definitely showed through like that definitely was true that it was here for quite some time. Um, Brian was correct. <laughs> of course, of course. Um but yeah, so I came home and I was, it was really not until about March 17th, I think was when they started canceling schools. And so that's when I realized I wasn't going to go back down, which really sucked. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my family, but like, there's not much to do at all, at all. Um, it's been pretty uh, heavily locked down at the Bombach household for quite some time. I know... Uh, I tried playing catch one day, and there was some repercussions for that. That was that was early on in the uh, in the war. Yeah, in the war. Um, so there's just been some uh, some easing, slightly like very recently, where I've been able to see people now, um, but still relatively safe. Like I'm still I'm not like hugging people and stuff like that. I'm still generally six feet apart, wearing masks whenever I go out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys all know it. It's been probably pretty similar for most of you, so I'm I'm not gonna drag you through much more of the details. It's been it's been long. It's been long. Um, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about it. I'm ready to be able to do stuff again. That's good. Yeah, I would say Brian, out of everybody and out of a majority of people, you firsthand have felt the uh, the hardships that come with doing what it takes on the home front to survive the war against this invisible enemy. Um, you've, you've, t- you guys have taken it to heart probably more than most people. Um, there's a lot of sacrifice and we just want to thank you for what you've oh, done. Of course. You know, in, uh, flattening the curve. It's a privilege to help my country. <laughs> what yeah. you, Daniel? You want to know what the worst part of quarantine is for me? So a long time ago, probably in 2015, 2016, I made a great decision, which was to sync the Cubs calendar with my phone, with my Apple calendar. So, for the longest time, I would get a reminder about 30 minutes before every Cubs game to say, oh, Cubs are at the Reds today. Great. I have been unable to remove that from my calendar. So, Uh, every single day, I am reminded that I am continuously, we are continuously deprived um, of baseball because of this terrible pandemic. I did the exact same thing. I, before the season started, I downloaded the, uh, the calendar for it. Um, got notifications for about the first week and a half, and I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to stop this thing. And there is a way to do it. I can oh, show you afterwards. We're going to have a talk about this. Yes, yeah, Because it's driving me absolutely... Yes, I, I had to get rid of it. I was just like, I cannot deal with this. It's horrible. Um, so you have sad. to, like, click on it and then go to, like, a different website or something to unsubscribe. It's it's really weird. It's not like you could delete it. Okay. Which is, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, uh, baseball is hopefully coming back soon. I think right now the proposal is July 4th, but... I'm pretty sure the players' union is not going to go for the deal because the owners are taking, I mean, first of all, they're only going to get half the money, but then they're also doing, like, a revenue 
split. So players, um, right now the proposal is like 82 games, which is half a season. Yep. They're going to get, originally they agreed to get half of their... Uh, prorated salary. Yeah, prorated salary. So however many games they played out of a full season, they would get that percentage amount of their money. But now um, what's come through is that there's going to be a revenue split on top of the prorated season. So right. let's say you're making a uh, million dollars instead of... So if there was 82 games, instead of $500,000, because that's half, now they have to match that with revenue. So the revenue gets cut in half for um, the teams and the players. So now if you were making a million at the beginning of the season, you're probably going to be making somewhat closer to uh, 300000 Which by no, like, that's still a ton of money, but like... For players, I don't think they're gonna go for it. No, and I mean, there's both sides. It's easy. It's easy for a lot of people to say for players like, "Oh, you make millions of dollars, you can take a pay cut or whatever." Um, but at the end of the day, one that is their job, and two, I mean, they are they are still actually putting themselves at risk. Mm-hmm. You see that. Um, but it's also, um, it's and not that anyone ever feels bad for the owners, but play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. I mean, they're all no matter what happens, they're they're losing a lot of money. They can't get any money off ticket sales. They can't get any money off concession stands, off of just gift shops, out of parking. Which is where it's like the majority of their money comes from. Exactly. Even if it does come back, they're still probably not going to make 50% of their money. Right. So I don't even know, like I said, I don't know the economics. I don't know all the workings of it, but I mean, I don't think there's a way that they would be able to pay the players prorated salaries for half a season. And I I don't know what's right, um, but yeah, as lo- I think the as long as they figure out a way to make it safe, and that the players don't feel like they're getting completely gypped out on. Yeah. But I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if a strike lasted the season. Yeah. Which is a scary thought because going without baseball for what the month and a half, almost two months, it has been has been grueling. But a full like year and a half gap from the end of last season to the start of twenty twenty one would be. Very um, annoying. <laughs> I mean, there there is something you could do that I did. Um, I won't have the chance to finish because I will be departing shortly. However, I decided once this all happened that I was going to play a franchise mode in MLB The Show, and I was going to play every single game. Um, yesterday, I finally completed the the first game after the All Star Game, so I've played eighty two games. <laughs> it has been a long time. It has been a blast. I feel I actually do feel like the season is going on. Because whenever Brian's talking about like like players that haven't even been on the Cubs yet, you know, like Kipnis, like Souza, their new additions from my team, and sometimes they're doing good, sometimes they're doing bad. Like, I feel like I do actually feel like there's kind of a season going on. Um, so maybe video games could actually be the answer for something. It'd fill the void a little bit. Yeah, you got to do something, right? Yes, it's so hard when these days you know start to blur together. You have to distinguish them somehow and have some sort of. I don't know, not a benchmark. I don't. I'm not, I'm, that's not the word I'm looking for. But something you can look forward to every day. Mm-hmm. Baseball usually is that because mm-hmm. in the summer, baseball is almost every day, almost. with the exception mm-hmm. of an off day, you know, every couple of weeks. But um, yeah, very odd in that sense. Yeah, and I know uh, there was uh, some. The MLB actually had like team representatives, and they that team representative for the Cubs it was Ian Happ, um, actually played MLB the show. And they did, like, three games a day for three innings. And maybe not a day, but it was, like, they did a lot of games, and then they had, like, a playoffs. And I don't know where we actually ranked in that. I think we made it to... Uh, the semifinals. Yeah, it was, it was pretty far. Hap lost in the semifinals to Giolito in game, in game mm. three. They played mm. best of three. 
great series. Yeah. It was live on TV. Uh, Hap, no, Hap did, had, Hap did good. You know, gotta give props to him. He uh, he started out kind of hot, and then towards the end of the season, there, there was two days left. They played four games a day. Or, you know, there was like two and a half. There's three days left. They played four games a day. And basically the way the power rank, the, the rankings were is only the top eight players made it. And Hap had to win 10 out of his last 11 games to make it, and he did. Dang. So he made the playoffs. He's kind of the long shot. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was something cool. I think Blake Stone ended up winning it all, um, but he he's an actually active Twitch streamer. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I see. So is Hate, Josh was Hader stiff. though, and Hader didn't make the playoffs. Oh, he didn't. No. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Or if he did, he got knocked out in the first round. But I don't know if he did. Yikes! Oh, big hit to the ego there. <laughs> yeah, he can use that. That's okay. Oh man, but I mean. Life without baseball has been annoying. Kind of grinds my gears a little bit, but I think uh, I think there's other things that grind all of our gears, which I think we could go into now. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a seamless segue. Of course, as, as of course, we're known you know. for here at Best Foot Forward Productions LLC. Uh, Brian, you brought it up. Why don't you start us off? Okay. So, I mean, we've all had. I feel like this was more of a problem when we were younger. At least it felt like that. Um, when you like have a package, usually it's like not something very large. It could be like I don't know, a toothbrush. Eh, a toothbrush isn't a great example anymore though. Um, where it's that plastic that is just impossible to rip. Like it's a oh. very huge plastic yes. package. I know exactly. The product right in the middle, and you have to get scissors out to like cut it out. Yeah. And it's super sharp. It is very sharp. <laughs> it, it, like you touch that thing, you can cut yourself. Um, and you have to like cut around it to even like bend it out of there. Right. That plastic, I don't understand how you could package something so poorly. Like I understand you want it to like look good and things like that, but like there has to be a better way than getting like refined, like almost like solid plastic that you have to cut through to like get to it. I have a conspiracy theory about this. Okay. So they do sell those scissors to cut that. Okay. You know those special No. Oh well they have no. a special device specifically for that uh, plastic gets huh. right through it. Wow! I think it's a marketing scheme. I think that have they we have looked into those two companies. Are they are they connected? I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna okay. research that. But I think that well, like most conspiracy theories, I can just say what I want <laughs> and with no repercussions. So I'm gonna go with that and say it's true. Okay, I, I believe it. That actually is really related to my grinds my gears. So wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, okay, go ahead. I was gonna see if we could figure out a solution for Brian first, but unless you think my, mine is just scissors related. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I'm left-handed, oh. as you guys probably know. And scissors, I don't, most most people don't really think about this, like just normally. But scissors, normal scissors, don't work for left-handed people. The it, way that the axle in the middle is set up. Well, that and the blades. For a lot of people don't realize, like the blades don't come down on top of each other. They actually do. One blade is a little bit in front of the other. Yeah. yeah. So continue. So I don't understand why we can't make adult scissors that are like you can use them both ways because kids scissors work every time i can use any pair of kids scissors and it doesn't matter if you're left or right-handed but any mm-hmm. type of adult scissors you have to buy the left-handed one specifically like we have designated scissors we in do. our house for me and my mom to use because well, and, we can't and use our dad well yeah as weird as it is me the righty is the minority in the family oh. i'm the only one so I can't use just like normal scissors. If I need scissors or something, I can't just. I have to go find the ones that have an L on them to use them. But I don't know why we can't just make them like they make kid scissors. Like the technology should be the same. They're just scissors, but with longer blades. What is the impediment that that does not allow you to use the right-handed scissors? I don't know the science behind it, but when I use them, it just 
doesn't cut. Oh, it doesn't they work. They close, but it, it doesn't cut. But what I think it is, is, <laughs> and I could be wrong, so I'm not looking at a pair of scissors right now, is I think that the bottom blade, so if you're look, if you're cutting it righty, uh-huh. the bottom blade is going to be on your left-hand side, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. And I believe that it has a bevel on it, like a whatever angle it is, on the side that the other blade comes down. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the top one, I do not think is beveled. So the top one has is just straight sharp, so it comes and it hits the paper and it cuts. So if you were to flip it the other way, when you come down, you have a bevel on it. So it's good. So if like if the paper's not the, if the paper's super tight, I'm sure it would cut maybe. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, maybe, it probably has a tendency yeah. to fold the paper. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, it just folds through the scissors. Oh, okay. I so can my, I can picture that it hasn't happened to me obviously, yeah. but I can picture this happening. It's very interesting. My this, my theory on to why that would be would be because uh, I feel like the pressure that you have cutting it right handed or left handed would be different. So if you cut it right handed, the way that I was thinking it would, it would be pressure so that they're both both the blades are like kind of pointing towards each other. So there's less gap like like there's less of a gap between the two blades when they come to uh, together. But if you're left handed, my guess was that. You're putting different pressure on it, so it kind of like opens it up, and there's a bigger gap. I so see instead that. of cutting it, it just kind of slides in there. That'd be my theory. It could be both. I don't know. But don't kids' know. scissors don't have that. Like, kids' scissors don't. Little well, angle I part. think that must be it. Then it's something to do with actual cutting, because the kids' scissors are not going to cut. Like I, really I still anything. have a pair of kids' scissors in my bedroom because I know I can use them. So that's what I use. Like <laughs> so, I don't have to go find lefty ones. Wow, I just use funny. kids' scissors. If it works. Yeah. Yeah, that's discriminatory against left-handed people. Probably yes. not the only like instance of that. The technology has to be developed by now. Especially if there's certain scissors that work both ways. Why don't we just make them all like that? This, this is just reminding me of like <laughs> one episode of uh, The Simpsons where Flanders, I think that was the next-door neighbor of uh, Homer Simpson, opened up a shop for only left-handed people. Like Everything was left-handed design. <laughs> and I actually feel like that would be a very successful shop. I think it would be. I think you could get the niche. I mean, it's not even that niche. I think it's like 20% of... 10, 20... Yeah, it's a decent amount it's, of it's, people. It's not, like, I mean, rare. 10, 10% of the 328 million people living in the United States is still 32 million people. Yeah, you'd have so, to, we'd have to do some demographics to see where the most left-handed yep. people live. And then we'd have to have a very good online operation. We'd have to have an order fulfillment mm-hmm. department. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of left-handed people live in New Hampshire. <laughs> Just a guess? Not that many people live no, in New not, Hampshire. No, not in actually New Hampshire. No, Vermont. Actually, sorry, Vermont, because Vermont's on the left of New Hampshire, but they look the same. If you flip them, wow. so I think that a lot of left-handed people live in Vermont. That is a theory. Okay, so well, maybe we'll look we, into it. Maybe we open the first one there. We'll, we'll look I into like that, it. Yeah. I like it. Good, okay. uh, good game plan. Uh, well, Mike, what what grinds your gears? Okay, so you know when you're watching uh, any sort of reality TV show, whether it be Survivor or I watch a lot of the cooking like challenge shows or any type of TV show where like people can get voted off or like whatever. It's a competition. It's a competition. Mm-hmm. Any yep. type of competition show. However. Every time before they go to a commercial break, and it's more the at the end, but they do it in the commercial break too, they show a little bit of what's going to happen after the commercial break. And I don't like that because it gives away too much information. Spoiler. Especially at the end of the episode. Usually at the end of the episode, they show the next episode, like the main crisis. Like I want to be surprised by that. If I know that like in the next, for example, have my cooking show. If I know by watching that last preview that my girl who's cooking her mashed potatoes gets burned on her hog. <gasps> In the final competition, that's a big deal. and I. But now I already know what's going to happen. So now I'm waiting. And now what I do is it, subconsciously I'm waiting for it the entire episode. Okay, when's this happen? When's this going to happen? And, like, 
I feel like nowadays, I get probably back in the day, like, you want to get people hooked for stand after commercials, stand for the next episode. But nowadays, with everybody watching things either on streaming services or binge watching them or recorded TV, nobody really watches those commercials anymore. And when they're watching your show, like, people aren't watching as many shows just on live programmed TV. It's usually through a streaming site or something. They're already going to watch your show. You don't need to keep them hooked. I feel like I'm, I don't know. It just, it gets, it gets me going. That totally valid. I mean, that's an outdated, antiquated thing that they do, that they still continue to do all the time. I don't know. I wonder if they're losing viewership or something. Because I don't think anyone really likes that. Right, because it just but takes away the that actual surprise or that, that genuine reaction to seeing something for the first time. You've already seen it. Yeah. I mean, I I see both sides of the coin here. I could definitely see how... I think it takes away from the show because you don't get that surprise, that shock factor. So you're not as like... When it happens in the episode, you're not as surprised. But I do think it probably does retain more viewership because you see that and subconsciously or consciously, whatever, you think, how is that crisis resolved? That's what it really is. It's not like when I'm thinking about like the next episode of a show, I'm not thinking necessarily what the next crisis will be. I'm thinking how it's going to be resolved. So I I think I see both sides of the coin there. I can see that. You know, maybe why? I don't know. This is a slight tangent, but that's what we do. Because... Maybe I don't like seeing that as much because I, uh, I like I like seeing the conflict more than the resolution. Like for example, I prefer like watching a movie or something. I prefer a tragedy, like you know, in like almost like a Shakespearean terms, over like a an overcoming like good guy. Like not all the time, but if I had a preference. Hmm. I I completely agree with that though. I mean, I feel like a lot of TV shows and movies and things like that are always like, oh, they're like back into the corner. They're not going to get out of it. And then something saves them, which, again, I think in certain scenarios that's fine. Like Game of Thrones, not talking about season eight, I think it's great when that happens because you have the actual chance of that character dying. Very so you don't know. Armor, yes. You don't know. Um, but I think from like a Disney standpoint, what they do is they make uh, movies that are a lot of people watch, and then they make action figures theme parks around it they they design the crap out of like around those characters so they can't kill them off that's the that's the grudge that i have with disney i think so many of their movies could be better if they were able to like pull the trigger like literally and figuratively. Li- yes Someone literally and figuratively um where like they could still have that surprise of like is this person actually going to die versus like yeah it takes know. a lot of the movies yeah i will say you know reflecting spoiler alert um, for Avengers Endgame, shame on you if you haven't seen it already. Yeah. Um, they the characters they killed. I'll keep it vague. Actually, the characters they killed. You were just like, okay, I I I got that. I mean, even you knew someone big was gonna yeah. die. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not an end game, you know. Right. Yeah. And you probably knew that someone else was gonna die. There's a, there's always like a main main character and then like a a side character. Yeah. So what happened for me was. I mean, I obviously didn't predict that these two characters were going to die, but yeah. when it happened, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it, was, it was pretty sad when it happened. It was so. sad, yeah. but it was not completely blind. Like, oh, how could they do this, you know? It, yeah. Now, I, now, if they, like, wiped out, like, half the team, that would have been, like, holy cow. Well, that's, that's what happened in Infinity War. And we all knew immediately yeah. when the credits rolled, now they're going to come back somehow. There's going to be yeah. some time travel shenanigans of some sort. That's what Marvel and, and more Disney broadly still. Disney, Disney yeah. 
has done to us. They have it's, desensitized us to tragedy because we think that everything can be overcome. Which is why I think Game of Thrones is still one of the best TV shows ever. It's because they, they were able to kill off characters. The Red Wedding, I'm going to say it, I almost stopped watching Game of Thrones after that episode. Because a lot of people did, I heard. I there was, the show. It was so, so many characters. I was like, oh my god, like, what is this show even anymore? <laughs> right. And then like, I waited like two days and I was back into it again. I was like, okay, I'm ready to watch more. Yeah. I think I wonder if The Walking Dead was actually responsible for that, mm. for that sort of unpredictable. They waited too long to do that, though. Yeah, they, it was Did like they? season seven, I think, is when was that's when Negan and Lucille's that you're talking about. Or I, were just no, like, no, no, I have, I don't even know what oh. the heck you're talking about. To be honest, <laughs> I only watched through part of season six, but mm. my experience with The Walking Dead, and I may have talked about this on the show before, because it really enveloped my whole life when I was watching this. Yeah. Um, they killed a lot of major characters. They did. Like, spoiler alert again. I'll talk, this is a real spoiler. When they killed Dale, I didn't expect Dale to die. The the guy played by Jeffrey DeMond, he stood on top of his trailer every yeah, single Hawaiian episode, shirt. the whole time with the Hawaiian shirt, with his face, his very surprised face all the time. I was super sad when he died. No, they did a good job. I mean, the one thing is like, and that's the thing is like, you were, yeah, no one ever felt safe except for like Rick. Yeah. Um, but you know, but that that like I said, that's something I think Game of Thrones did really well. No one ever felt safe literally until yeah. the season like seven and eight. Mm. Yeah. Um, like it didn't like like uh, yeah, all right. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, you're probably not going to watch it because it's ruined now. Like yeah. no one ever wants to rewatch it. Very true. For example, season one, like wow. The best part is until like season three or four, you actually didn't know who the main protagonist was because yeah. they kept dying. Yes. Oh, it's like oh, Ned Stark, he's gonna go save the day. Oh my God, where did his head go? Yes. <laughs> you get you get attached to characters, and then they just like. They take them away, but there's enough of like other protagonists that you right. still can have some emotional attachment, yeah. and it's that will go down as one of the greatest, like one of the greatest, and like one of the great, like biggest potential. change, greatest Drop potential shows of all time. Like yeah. you hear about Breaking Bad, I haven't watched all the way through. Like Breaking Bad fans loved it; it's considered one of the greatest shows of all time. And one of the things when it first ended, people were like, "Oh, it ended too early," but. Now you look at this, you look at Game of Thrones, which took America by storm when it was still going on. Like, yeah. everybody's watching Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And now you come to time like now, it's quarantine. Literally nobody's rewatching it. No one's talking about it anymore. That's a good point. Because this they, is the time they, they would do that. Right, they dragged it on too long. Or, well, I mean, there's other reasons. But that's the thing is, like, you, and that's why I think Breaking Bad was so good. Because they ended, they knew when to, that's, I don't know, stock market. You, they sold it when it was high. Oh. <laughs> Might I say, I liked Breaking Bad a lot. But I don't think, I think it's one of those things that there's like a cult following in America mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, more broadly in, in the world around Breaking Bad, but probably just in America. It was a good show, but I've watched Better Call Saul, which is the, it's the yeah. prequel, but it came after it. Yeah. It's way better. I mean, just writing, I think there's a pretty clear consensus, even by critics who I don't really trust, but um, they like it way better. I like it way better. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something about Breaking Bad that's related to that, that it stopped at a good time, yep. that people are like, wow, they made this big decision that shows typically don't make. Right, because they so could have probably are, gone on for a couple more oh, average yeah, seasons, easily. make a bunch of money. Yeah, so I think people, for that reason, because they were they did such a good thing with ending the show at that time, people have sort of enshrined it as like the pinnacle of television, right. which is fair. Again, amazing show, liked it a lot. But I haven't gotten around to re-watching it either. I just have no motivation to. It could be because I had the stomach flu when I first tried to watch it. <sighs> so I subconsciously associate it with that. 
but if the show was that good, I should be able to get over it. Yeah. Okay. Allison, Spiel over. What about you? You have any TV shows that you feel very strongly about? We've kind of <laughs> been taking that storm. Um. Well, I mean, everyone here knows I'm not a big TV movie person in general. But since quarantine, I have been getting into some just because there's not much else to do. We kind of run out of time, or there's too much time. I mean. Um. So I just finished Quantico on Netflix, which I know is like a not old show, but it's been around for a while. I just have never watched it. And it was kind of the same thing with Game of Thrones. There's only three seasons, but the first season was, like, incredible. Like, it was just, I'm not going to, if any of you guys are going to watch it, it's about the FBI, and it's about, like, the FBI Academy, and there's, like, flashbacks to when they're graduated, and then it flashes, like, I know, it flashes back to when they're in the Academy, and then there's another, like, present scene going on to when they've already graduated. Mm -hmm. And the second season is kind of like that, too, with flashbacks every episode. Um, with a different scenario, they're out of the academy and stuff. And then the third season, they basically just ruined the show. Oh. There were no flashbacks. It was just oh. a straight up like any sort of crime police show. There was a different like villain every episode. It just it wasn't the same show. It was the same characters, but like the rest of it was just not the same. Oh. So same type of thing. Like they should have just ended it. I mean, it was only two seasons that were good, but they should have ended it or kept with what they were doing. Because that's why people liked it so much. It was different. It wasn't like Criminal Minds. It wasn't like any of those cop police shows. Right, where you know it's the same. You don't know exactly where what's going to happen, Where every episode it gets know. resolved by the end. Like, right. you don't know how, but you know it's going to happen. You see the first person's going to die. The second one might die. The third one's going to come close to death, but they save him at the end. <laughs> I guess that kind of... It's it's the very... Um, I don't know. There's a very fine line that they have to walk with TV. You can either keep doing what has been working for a long time, like mm-hmm. The Walking Dead has done, continues to do. People get angry about that. Or they can end it early. People get angry at that. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can try to change things and maybe sometimes ruin the show. It, sometimes it works and sometimes it backfires. Or it'll work. Yeah, yeah. you know. In short term, people are always going to get angry when you cancel a show. Oh, because yeah. they enjoy watching it and they're like, I don't want there to be no more new episodes to watch. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, it's like if you look back and you're like, yeah, that was a good spot to end it. You know, you don't want it to get worse. Right. Definitely not. So they're going to be angry at first. Like, you just have to know that. I wonder if Game of Thrones, you know, in a couple of years, if people are going to be like, okay. I don't know. I haven't if... watched the show. I, again, you guys no. know much better yeah. than I it, Well, it's just in more so that, like, the fan base, this has been, it, like, a few days ago was the anniversary, the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe it's, like, or maybe it's today. I don't even know, but it's right around this time. Yeah. I actually think it was May 19th. But, um, <laughs> like, the, like, the fan base, I mean, is still livid wow like it's not like no one's like all right you know like i mean so i don't know i don't know we'll see we're not gonna get into too much game of thrones but it was just such a unique show because i think i think the rewatching of it also is very different because it's not like i mean you know who's gonna die when you rewatch it you know the plot you know like what's gonna happen so i think rewatching it's a little bit tougher because it's not like um a lot of other shows that like Funny thing. I mean, it is funny at certain points, but it's more serious in most points. It's very Um, story-driven. I don't know. Hot take, I guess. I did not think season eight was awful. I thought it was a perfectly average season, but I thought it was way overhyped, and so everybody thinks it's awful. Um, Mm. I think they needed to put in one or two more episodes. They could have easily taken out uh, episode two, season eight, which was just more set up to the attack. I think season eight, episode three, they could have uh, killed off like two more people. I didn't think they killed Turned off the, the people. Turned up the brightness a little bit. That too. Um, there were just like a few <laughs> things. Um, well, that's the thing too. I think is a good measure is when people outside of the show know about these like complaints. Like when I mentioned about the when I mentioned about the brightness, I was like, oh yeah, I heard about that. 
you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like, or, you know, or like, oh, I mean, I've been... it was all over social media. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I guess that's true, too. But, but like... if it permeates that far where I hear no, yeah, about how it, bad it was, I pick was up all on trends. Over. I pick up on trends about six months after that. I just recently watched Tiger King, for example. Uh, oh, I, I have yet to watch I will, it. I will put this out there just because I have never seen Tiger King. However, just for people that have, when I was in Florida, in Tampa with ROTC, <laughs> I did vol- we did volunteer work at Big Cat Rescue oh for Carabaskins. Wow. That's all I have to say. Wow. Haven't seen the show. No comments or anything, but I just got feel like sometimes I feel like I have to put that out there. That's amazing. I, I forgot that. you told me this story, and I want to reiterate. I think, you know, people really, really hate Carol Baskin. They do. I think in comparison to the other terrible people that are in that show, Carol has not been convicted or charged with murder. Did she murder a person? Probably. Probably. Yeah. But, but, what's-his-face in South Carolina is a sex offender, literally, I okay. think. Um, Joe's just a jerk. Yeah, and he he's also obsessed with himself. Possibly burned down a barn full of alligators. Yeah. Oh. Se- seduced straight men to have sex with him yeah. by luring them with meth. Yes. So oh. okay. So we get okay. it. We Brian and I get it. Have yes. you seen the show, no, Allison? Okay. It's it worth was, a watch. It's it very was, entertaining. It was just an insanely unique, very interesting show. It was like at first it was about animals, and then it goes to like murder mystery, and then just like it was. I it was just so unique. It was very good. And Netflix could not have it. released it at a better time. Right? Yeah. Is it, they're like quarantine. Here's all of the episodes <laughs> yeah. right now. Well, that's a, there was a meme, and it was like it was like talking about like the different like streaming services. Like, oh my gosh, it's quarantine. Like, what did it put out? And they're like, oh, it's like all right, like release like the Clone Wars. So it's like, oh, put put the office back on. And then in the back, it's like Netflix is like cracks open. And it's like it's like, have you ever heard of Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, another one that Netflix has done is uh, The Last Airbender. I've never seen it before. Oh, this. yeah, but everybody's... Yes, I'm I've already on, like, season two, episode ten. I'm, like, halfway through the entire thing, and they released it, like, five days ago or something. Like, I, I just always wanted to watch it and never had the ability to. Um, I know it's, like, in the top ten for Netflix right now, so... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is that where... Cause like I said, I learned a lot of these just through memes. Is that where, like... It was all. It was like all okay until the Fire Nation attack. Yes, that from that? yes, okay. that's like the oh. intro to it, and like the Fire Nation just like really op the entire show. So that was that was the show that was on. Was it on Nickelodeon? It was on Nickelodeon. So yeah. now it's just available to stream. It's yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh great. Okay, that's cool. Season one was better than season two so far, though. So all right, we'll say that. Uh-huh, we'll see. When we finish, maybe there's a maybe there's a cliffhanger at the end. Maybe a major character gets killed off. Hmm. I don't know. It's a kid's show. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Oh, man. Well, speaking of major characters getting killed off, let me address not the uh, not the elephant in the room, maybe the rodent in the room. Um, so for the next little while, assuming Best Foot Forward continues to record, which I have faith they will, I mean, a new spot. There may be a new fourth co-host. I don't know. Yeah. There may be rotating guest co-hosts. Um, We're still figuring those out. So logistics yeah. we're working on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be out for a little while. Um, however, I would like to take this time to thank all of our listeners. It's been very fun recording these episodes. I've looked forward to it. I know uh, people have looked forward to it. Our, our small but loyal loyal fan base, we can count. Incredibly loyal. Inc- yeah. Incredibly loyal. We can count you guys on more than just both of our hands. There's more of you guys than both of our hands allowed to count on. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's been fun. I want to thank you. I want to thank all of my other co-hosts for making this uh, enjoyable experience. Of course. Um, 
Yeah. So I don't know. Is there any? Uh, this will probably, like I said, you guys will hopefully continue these going on through the summer. But is there anything else we should wrap out this episode with? I was just going to complain about people who don't use their turn signals, but um, that oh, was, was it. Your grind your gears. Yeah, I completely forgot we skipped that. It was. It was. I, it was. Yeah. It's okay. I was. You were. You were on a roll. You were ready to go. Well, the, um, we, we that that TV segment took over. That's that, okay. That would have been my fault. No, it was. What are, I we, what are we doing? Right, we are talking about our lives, oh. and what are we doing right now? We're oh. sitting in our homes watching TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, okay, well, that can be a start one for for you guys next episode. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be. I mean, that that engenders a lot of uh, yes. conversation there. So. Of course. Well, yeah. Thank you all for listening, uh, Mike. Thanks for being here. We're very sad to see you leave. You um, you've been on every episode so far, yes, right? You have, yes. you have not missed an episode. I have like, not. I've missed the, some. Brian's missed I've some. I've missed a good bit. I don't think either of you have ever missed. No. Yeah. And you know what? That speaks to the endurance of our show. It does. Yeah. We are able to. Um, uh, you you know, even have... even though we very much miss uh, when our when our original four, one of our original four, is gone. Um, They're able to we're, adapt. We're adapting and and committing to providing high quality hopefully entertaining things for our many listeners. Yeah. Michael will still be involved. He can be sort of like an, uh, a collaborator. You can have he some, can like, write-in things. Yeah, yeah exactly, I can, exactly. I can, I can write in, depending on what you guys, uh, you know. We will okay. credit you as an exec- honorary executive producer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll send in some suggestions along that. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, well, like I said, it's been a blast. Thanks to all you. Thanks to all our viewers and... Um, not so much until next time for me, but for you guys. Until next time, this has been Best Foot Forward.